You're listening to The Pipeline Show with Gee Flaming. Hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. We are back on The Pipeline Show. It's time for the NCAA Campus Report. And my guest today is a uh, returning guest from a couple of years ago during his uh, NHL draft season while he was still at St. Andrews. Morgan Barron of the uh, Big Red of Cornell and uh, slash the New York Rangers, uh, my guest. Uh, Morgan, welcome back to The Pipeline Show. How are you? I've been great. Thanks for having me on again. I appreciate it. Oh, no problem at all. It's uh, good to catch up and, and see how things have gone here. In year number two, as a sophomore at Cornell, looks like a heck of a season. Uh, leading the team in scoring. You got a nomination for the Hobie Baker Award this year as well. And the team is playing really uh, uh, strong this year. I have to think you're pretty pleased with the way things have been going. Yeah, it's, it's been a good year for sure. Had a lot of fun at the rink, and we have such a great group of guys. Um, we're definitely hopeful that it will go a little bit deeper than we did last year. And uh, you know, Pucks have just been finding their way into the net for me and my linemates, so that's been uh, that's been good so far. And hopefully, we just keep that rolling throughout uh, NCAA's and our conference tournament. You mentioned your linemates. I know uh, guys always want to credit their their linemates uh, for uh, the play they're having, the strong season that they're having. Who have you been playing with uh, for the most part this year? Has it been the same two guys all year? Uh, well, we've, we've had a season plague with injury for a lot of our guys. So there's been, uh, we've had a ton of different line combinations, but since about Christmas time, I was playing with Cam Donaldson and Brendan Locke, and I think we've clicked really well. And, and we're just, we're all sophomores, so we, uh, we're in the same program. So we spend a lot of time together during the day, but, um, yeah, no, we, we've clicked well on the ice. I think we, we have a good feel for where, where we're, where each other are. So, um, yeah, that's been great so far. And they both have, they both had tremendous seasons as well. So that's been great. Now, on an individual basis, Morgan, what's the biggest difference for you from uh, from this year compared to last year? I mean, it was a good year as a freshman last year with mm-hmm. 18 points, but, I mean, you've blown past those numbers uh, this season. Is it just that natural progression, you know, a year under your belt to feel a little bit more comfortable, that sort of thing, or how do you? what do you chalk that up to? Yeah, I think there's definitely some natural progression that comes along with it. I mean, I, I had a great summer, and I just feel a lot stronger out there, a little bit faster, um, and, and things like that, but... To me, I think the big thing is, is my confidence level. Just having the puck on my stick, I feel a lot more confident in being able to make plays this year, and I've kind of tried to hold that and really, uh, you know, stick to my game. But understand that I'm capable of doing a little bit more than I did last year, and I've just try, kind of tried to run with that, and it's worked well so far. So almost more of a mental thing than than anything else. Yeah, I mean, I think it happens for every freshman who comes into college. You know, there's that mental hurdle of getting over the fact that you know you're not going to be able to make the plays that you maybe made at the last level. Um, Right. And to me, obviously, that was part of the progression through last year. I had a lot of ups and downs throughout the year, but ultimately, I, I had a lot of reflecting over the summer and a lot of hard work, and it just kind of came together. But obviously, there's still ways we can go here. Morgan Barron from Cornell, my guest here on the Pipeline Show in the NCAA Campus Report segment. Uh, tell me about how big that step was to go from St. Andrews uh, College to, to Cornell uh, from one year to the next like that. Uh, I have to think, think that was a, a pretty big challenge. Yeah, I mean, it was for sure. You, you go from playing prep where guys are typically you know, 17, maybe 18 years old, and you come in, a lot of guys are 23 years old, 22 years old on your team, and guys you're playing against. So uh, in terms of just the age difference and, and strength and the size that comes along with that, it, it was pretty significant. Um, but for me, the transition, it, it was fairly easy just because I was surrounded by such a great group of guys um, and the seniors last year who have moved on and, and all the older guys, uh, juniors and sophomores, really helped them myself and all of us kind of stepping in and the coaches did a great job in helping me with my transition from prep just because I knew it would 
be a little bit bigger than some of the guys who had played in the USHL or Canadian Junior Leagues. Academically speaking, uh, having come from St. Andrews College, so I mean, you had that balance going already. Mm-hmm. Did that ease the transition a bit as well? That, that definitely did for sure. That was uh, that was a big part of it. Um, I know some of the guys who had been in junior for a few years who had maybe taken one class or hadn't taken any classes all through at that time uh, had a little bit of a transition period where all of a sudden they're thrown back into a calculus class and they're trying to remember stuff from four years ago. But uh, <laughs> St. Andrews did a great job in, in preparing me for for all the university endeavors that I've kind of had. And academically, I felt like I was, uh, it was pretty easy to step in. I mean, I, I kind of knew how to study. I had learned a lot of things that uh, some of the other kids maybe hadn't, hadn't learned. And I had some great teachers there as well, so that was awesome. Uh, weird question, but, I mean, Cornell is a pretty uh, impressive school to, to have on your resume. What's mm-hmm. been the, the bigger transition or the toughest transition, the academic side <laughs> or, the I mean, the step up? Uh, is it the academics or the hockey? Uh, probably the hockey. I think, uh, I don't know. I mean, I obviously care about my academics, but I think I put a little bit more pressure on myself to perform well in hockey. And at the end of the day, I just do my best in the classroom and the results that come are really what I take. But uh, hockey, I think there's always that that drive that I have to be to be one of the best players on the ice every game and, and in the classroom I'm more so just trying to keep up. Well, the team this year playing really well as well. A 15-6-2 record as we're speaking right now. You guys are getting on the ready to get on the uh, on the bus and uh, head to uh, Rhode Island, right, to, to play against Brown? Yeah, we got Brown on Friday, and then we head over to Yale on Saturday. Yeah. Most of the – I mean, those wins, they're piling up uh, for sure for you guys. Only one loss in uh, 2019, and that one – was an overtime game. Uh, what's been the key to uh, the the second half success here for uh, the Big Red? Well, I think just at the start of the year, obviously we came off with two losses. Uh, we opened the season with two losses, and a little bit shaky off the start. Like I said, we we've kind of dealt with a lot of injuries, but I think once we got in the second half, we kind of figured out our identity as a team, and we really committed to that. Even so, we we do have a really young team again this year. I think we have uh, between our sophomore and freshman class, there's about. 16, 17 of us in total. So we're really young again this year. We knew there was going to be that little bit of a transition still. But, um, yeah, no, we, we kind of figured out what our identity is. Uh, then our power play started clicking. Penley Hill started clicking. We got some really good goaltending from McElida there once he came back from injury. So it's been uh, it's been good in the second half. I think we still realize that there's quite a ways to go, as we saw last year. You know, your season can end at the blink of an eye. So um, we still have a few steps to take, but I think we're heading in the right direction. Morgan, uh, at the start of the uh, conversation here today, I mentioned that you were on the show a couple of years ago in your draft year, still at St. Andrews at that time. What surprised you the most about going to Cornell? I mean, is, I, I would be surprised if you said everything is exactly as you expected it would be. So what, what's kind of uh, been a surprise? Um, I mean, like you said, there's, there's definitely been a lot of surprises along the way. I think for me, it's just been kind of trying to learn that you know, every time you step on the ice, you're expected to perform at your best here, and and the coaches hold you accountable to that. You know, you're, there's no room for a bad practice here, especially once you get in the second half of the year and you might not be on the ice quite as much, and you're trying to save your body. There's there's really no room to go out there and waste a day with a bad practice. So, um, just the fact that all the guys, all 26 guys in the roster, are expected to go out there and be be at the tip top shape of their game for whatever it is. If you're only on the ice for an hour, if you're on for an hour and a half, if you're on for 30 minutes, we we need to go out there and take advantage of every minute. What's Coach uh, Mike Schaefer like, and how has he and the staff helped you become a better player? Yeah, he's awesome. Like I said, they, they really hold us accountable to uh, you know to being being our best on the ice, and I think that's been great for me, especially you know just understanding that I can't take any days off, and, and especially this year taking on a bigger role in the team, um, understanding that you know I'm looked up to and expected to be one of the better players on this team, and then uh, I think the skill development part 
part of it's a big thing. I think he's a great example of a coach who kind of saw the game changing and, and use that to evaluate recruits differently, to teach the game differently. So um, between him and Benny Sire, Sean Flanagan, uh, the three of them are, are great, do a great job at really developing our skills, whether it's before practice, during practice, or if you're staying on late, they, they really take a, take a focus in helping us do that. A sixth round pick uh, by the New York Rangers back in uh, the in June of 2017. Uh, since then, uh, how much do you do you get to talk with the Rangers? I know you you don't go to the fall training camp, but in the summer, I imagine you get together with the organization. What's uh, what's that been like now? Yeah, it's been really good. I think that's just again having some some great hockey minds on your side and being able to talk to them. You know, whether it's every second week or every month or whatever it is. I mean. There are uh, some people who watch my games every once in a while, obviously. I think they're they're able to give me some really valuable input into the types of skills they need to develop to be to be a good pro hockey player someday. Um, so they've been great. I mean, I think they do a really good job of kind of staying out of out of the hockey things in terms of not clashing heads with their coaches and, and just giving me uh, you know minute details that can really improve my game, but not uh, not kind of overlapping with the coaching staff. But yeah, no, like, like I said, it's. It's really helpful to have them in my corner, and it's great whenever I get to talk to them and just talk about tidbits about how to improve my game. Now, Ranger fan, would I want me to ask you, you're having such a strong season, um, how far away you think you are from the next level. Should they be patient and they expect you to be a four-year guy at Cornell, or do you take it sort of uh, one summer at a time? Yeah, I mean, I would even say I'm taking it maybe a month at a time and just kind of reevaluating. It's not something I try to think about right now just because we're in the heat of our season. There's, there's a lot going on between that and school, but... Uh, I'm, I'm not too sure. I mean, I think that'll be something that'll sit down with my parents and, and family and kind of talk about at the end of the year. But um, for right now, I mean, I can just say I'm, I'm really happy where I am. I really like it here at Cornell, and I think we have a great team. So uh, we'll see. Well, having a heck of a season, as I mentioned, uh, with 27 points. Again, as we're speaking right now, you're getting uh, set for a couple of games this weekend. Uh, but up for the Hobie mm-hmm. Baker, at least one of the it's like 80 or 85 guys nominated early yeah. on here. Uh, so I, I'm sure you're uh, pumping the brakes on the excitement a little bit, but uh, that's it's still yeah. the recognition has got to be pretty pretty flattering. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of a surprise when I saw it there. I didn't realize there was any kind of nominations or anything coming up, but uh, myself, along with two of my teammates there, got put up for it. So uh, I'm, I'm not really sure how the voting process works or any of that. Um, but, yeah, de- definitely for sure. It's, it's nice to be recognized amongst some really good hockey players between whatever it is you said there, the, the 80 players. <laughs> A lot of great players on that list, so I'm happy I can be a part of it. Uh, now, your little brother Justin is uh, playing very well with the Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, he's up for the draft not mm-hmm. this June, but next year. And I chatted with him this past summer when they, he was through Edmonton uh, with the uh, with Team Canada playing for the uh, Lincoln Gretzky yeah. Cup. Uh, and I asked him, you know, you guys are obviously what the three year age gap, but maybe four years. So you, you didn't get yeah. to play with uh, with each other growing up as kids all that much, but. You know, as he's gotten mm-hmm. bigger and stronger, and so have you. Who wins that one-on-one battle? Uh, I can give you a hint on what <laughs> what he said well, with that. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah well, I'm not uh, I'm not ready to hand over the reins yet. I'm still taking myself <laughs> in that battle for a few more years at least. Uh, now, uh, you weren't able to convince him to go the college <laughs> route. Did you try to to get him on board uh, to go to Cornell? Um, yeah, I mean, I know I definitely had uh, had been in his ear a little bit. I would have loved to get him here, um, but. At the end of the day, our situations were just so much different. I mean, you talked about how he was over at Hockey Canada for that U18, and, and I think he, he bloomed a little bit earlier than I did. Hmm. Uh, you know, I never would have even been in the consideration for, for that kind of uh, recognition to play for Hockey Canada at that time. And, and like, he's a D, right-handed D. I'm a forward. Uh, he grew earlier, like like I said, than I did. So, uh, yeah, we've, we've had very different careers and so far just in the sense of where we've ended up. And, 
and he's in a great spot now with Hacks, and he's happy there, and I'm in a great spot here, and I'm happy here. So um, I think it's worked out well for the both of us, and I'm just happy that he's enjoying himself, and he's obviously going to have a great opportunity there in Halifax with the Memorial Cup in, in the spring. Well, and, uh, I mean, he's getting a lot of hype for the 2020 draft as a potential and maybe probable first-round pick. You're biased, but uh, give me a, a bit of a scouting report on, on Justin and, and what makes him a special player. Yeah, I think he thinks the game really well. I mean, it, it's too bad. Uh, obviously, I don't get home too much, but so I don't get to see him play all that much. And even at Christmas, we didn't overlap with any of their games, but uh. I pick up his streams a lot, and, and I got out to see that uh, the U18 hockey Canada thing and I mean I just know what kind of player he is he's just really smart out there and he's got a great skating stride and, uh, I think he, he's still got a little bit of work to do in terms of the physical game but I think he's taken a lot of steps this year and just that raw ability as he's going to be uh, you know he's going to be a great pro hockey player someday and I'm sure he'll be in the NHL before long all right well let's bring it back to you just a couple more questions were you a guy are you a guy that uh, at the start of the year sets uh, like statistical goals for yourself not so much. I mean, I knew I wanted to produce more and be able to score a little bit more around the net, um, but I never really set a firm goal for, for what's going to be a successful season and what's not going to be because there's just so many different factors that go into it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, what's left between now and, uh, you know, by the time you hang up the skates at the end of the season uh, on your to-do list? Obviously, the NCAA tournament, right uh, smack center for you, and uh, you'd love to win a national championship, mm-hmm. obviously, but anything else along the way? No, I mean, that, that's obviously the big one. That's in, in the top of all our minds. I know Cornell has been pretty close there with the UCA season like Placid for, for a uh, conference tournament a few years in a row. So mm-hmm. I know the guys are hungry to get back there. We still have a, a few playoff series between uh, between now and, and getting to Lake Placid. But I know a lot of the guys really want to bring that home. I think it's been since 2010 uh, was the last time we won. So a lot of guys want to get that done. And then in terms of the NCAA tournament, I think we're in a good spot to get a bid, hopefully. But, um, you know, a lot of hockey left to be played. So. Uh, we're just going to keep trying to win our games and hopefully end up uh, going a little bit deeper in the NCAAs and, like you said, get a, get a national championship. Well, you got Brown and Yale this weekend, then four more games to, after that to close out the regular season. Now, Morgan, I really appreciate your time. It was great to catch up with you once again. Best of luck the rest of the way this year, and maybe we'll chat again down the road. Absolutely. Thanks a lot for the call. I appreciate it. That is uh, Morgan Barron from the Big Red of Cornell, and uh, this came to me afterwards, but uh, I... I Try to Google it. I don't know if you can actually Google what a guy's nickname is or not, but I just couldn't see if it was on any uh, headlines or whatever. I'm a, I'm a pun guy. I like puns. I don't know what his nickname is, but if Morgan Barron's nickname playing for the Big Red is not the Big Red Barron with two R's, like his last name, then somebody is uh, somebody's doing it wrong. Seems like a natural to me. One more segment left to go. It's another 2019 draft spotlight. He's not playing college hockey yet. But he's scheduled to down the road. He he will uh, suit up for the Raiders of Colgate following in the footsteps of another Canadian who uh, stood out playing for the uh, Colgate Raiders. My next guest is Carter Guylander playing in the Alberta Junior Hockey League for the Sherwood Park Crusaders, ranked number 12 for the NHL draft among North American goaltenders. Six foot five keeper is one you need to know. Get to know him next here on the Pipeline Show. McLaughlin top the right circle, goal line right, pass through the middle, and a good save by Colton Point, and a beauty. Man, oh man, what a save by Colton. Hi, it's Colton Point from the Colgate Raiders, and you're listening to the Pipeline Show. 